Hello. Now you may notice a change in acoustic because I'm speaking to you now from the salon of Clark Gables. I'm sitting on the sofa. Oh, there's my tumble dryer in the background. And next to me is my dog, Yoko. Oh, there she is. Hello, Yokes. You saying hello? Oh, she's just looking at me now like I'm an idiot. Um, She's called Yoko and it means sunshine. It's not because we go, Yoko, oh no. (laughs) So I thought today I would talk to you about that massive question. What do you want? Because I think that's kind of how I started out thinking that I wanted to do other stuff as well as voicing, as well as running my business, just to just to make myself feel a bit more, oh, hello, what do you want? I'm going to throw a ball for her. Now you'll hear her little feet. She sounds like a tiny horse. Go on, Yokes. You can't really hear her on the carpet, but anyway, <laughs> trust me, she sounds like a tiny pony. Um, so she's sitting next to me now. Sorry about this. It's very intrusive. Um, So, yeah, thinking about what I want. When lockdown happened, I did see it as a fantastic opportunity to just stop. And just to reflect on everything, I suppose. And I think a lot of that was happening kind of subconsciously. You know, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't setting out every day thinking, no, I will appraise my life. It wasn't like that at all in any way. But I did as I was going on my daily walks <laughs> in those beautiful days of April 2020. Think what what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Is it making me happy? And a lot of it was making me happy. You know, I love my job. I love being a voiceover. I love working from home. My kids are in good form. I'm very, very fortunate, incredibly fortunate. But I thought, yeah, I do want to stretch my mind a bit, stretch that neuroplasticity. So, okay, what do I want? You, you want to you do something a bit difficult. You want to do something that challenges you. Okay, what does that even look like? And that's kind of where I got stuck for a little while. So I thought, okay, let's look at this from a slightly different point of view. Rather than say, what do you want? I'll ask myself, what are my core personal standards for myself? What do I try and, I suppose, achieve with the stuff that I do? And I kind of made this little list and I wonder if it resonates with you in any way. I think... I think grit, having grit and having a kind of resilience is really important to me. And to sort of weather the storm, you know, we've all been through quite a storm over the past few years. And I think we've needed grit. I certainly have just to dig deep and keep your head down and just keep on going. So grit was definitely up there. The next thing on my list that is really important to me is curiosity. Because for me, having a curious mind is kind of like the precursor to being creative. If I'm not curious about something, if I'm not asking a question, if I'm not trying to find something out, then 
I find it more difficult to become creative and think of something new, make something that wasn't there before. So I think everything for me has to begin with curiosity. So that was another big thing. Creativity was the next logical follow-on from curiosity. And then integrity, because I do think, for me, I find it really important to kind of do stuff that's that's sort of me, that's sort of true to to me, I guess. I think I need to be sort of true to myself. I think that's what I mean by integrity. And just to operate in as transparent a way as possible in my, all my dealings with everybody, whether it's business or personal. To have courage, I think you need a great deal of courage just to live in Western late stage capitalist society uh, these days with all the challenges that we face, economic, environmental, spiritual, creative, governmental, Oh, I mean, the list doesn't stop. You turn the news on and you think, oh, why did I bother? I'll crawl back into bed. So I think courage is a big part of what I need, really, to get me through the day. And I always need to feel like what I'm doing will have some kind of, some degree of quality to it. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying that I make art. I feel very uncomfortable saying that I'm an artist. I'd feel very, very, you know, somebody says, oh, I'm a voiceover artist. And I just, I don't know, for me, I just die a bit inside when I, I just can't, it's like an internal mental block. I can't apply that word to me because it doesn't, it just feels a bit icky to me at the moment. Maybe that'll change. Who knows? Who knows? Um, (laughs) But yeah, quality, just... I think what I mean by quality is just doing the best I can with what I've got at a given time with the resources that I've got at that given time. Do you know what I mean? So that, you know, I'm doing I'm doing stuff that is the best I can muster at that time. And that's I think that's OK. I think that's good enough, really. You know, I'm I'm not at the stage where I want to aspire to, to you know, reinvent the wheel or, or, you know, blaze a trail necessarily. I just want to do stuff that I think is okay and that I'm not ashamed of too much. (laughs) And I think the other thing that keeps me going is the need to have empathy with people. Because I think when you have empathy, and I think we can develop empathy a lot through engaging with the arts and just to, to imagine what it's like to be in somebody else's position, what somebody else's life might be like, somebody else's perceptions, somebody else's sensibilities, somebody else's political opinion, somebody else's anything. I think developing that is really important when you're a creative or trying to be a creative. So that's kind of where I started really thinking, okay, well, those are my core values. That's what's really important to me. How am I going to do it? What does that actually mean in practice? It's okay to sort of (laughs) wax lyrical about these concepts on my own, in my living room, on my couch, with my dog next to me. But what does that actually mean in actual real terms? And initially I wasn't really sure. And then, I mean, honestly, it, it sounds so pretentious to say this, but I kind of started... 
sounds like I'm too embarrassed to even say it out loud. I sort of, oh God. I, I, you know, honestly, if I heard somebody say this, I'd think, oh, do get a grip. Get out, get in the sea. <laughs> but all I can tell you is that it was true. I started to hear music in my head. Started to hear music in my head. And honestly, I wondered if I was having some kind of neurological event. And then I thought, actually, I'll, I'll start to try and write it down. And at the time, I was having guitar lessons from a fantastic guy called Rick Roberts in Poynton. Brilliant, brilliant guitar teacher. I am not a very good guitarist, I have to say. I broke lots of um, bones in my fingers over the years, various injuries, and I don't play guitar very well. I'm very keen, but I'm not by no means brilliant. Anyway, anyway, he was brilliant with me and very encouraging. <laughs> and, and I said to him, Rick, I don't mean to be funny, but I can hear music. <laughs> and once he'd stopped laughing, he said, well, why don't you try and write it down? And that, honestly, I just thought, I can't do that. I do not have the wherewithal. And he just, he just said, just try it. What's the worst that can happen? And I think that thought, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, so what? I might crash and burn. I might not be able to do it. I might just not be able to do it. Either I give up or I try and learn how to do it if it matters enough to me. So, yeah. I first of all downloaded MuseScore, which is a free piece of software for music composition and played around with that for a little while. And then I wanted to, to do something a bit more ambitious with lots of different instruments. So I, I downloaded Sibelius and then very quickly moved on to Note Performer, which is a brilliant MIDI playback system that works with Sibelius that doesn't make a piccolo sound like a car horn. <laughs> <laughs> it actually sounds like a piccolo, for instance. Um, <laughs> that isn't to say that other people don't perceive Sibelius MIDI software as being fantastic. All I can say is that for me and for my ears, Note Performer was far better. Bit of a disclaimer there, just in case. Um, so, yeah, I started writing on um, Sibelius with Note Performer and I really, really loved it. And I just started doing it. And, and I ha honestly... It was pretty useless, pretty useless. And I needed to learn a hell of a lot. <laughs> so I started having lessons. I found um, a brilliant, brilliant teacher, Tom Harold, who I started working with in September 2020, who was very patient with me. <laughs> and um, to his great credit, he didn't ever humiliate me and point and laugh at any of my scores, which I will be forever indebted to him for, for not doing. Um, and that's really how it started. But I think it did begin with the question, what do you want? Because what do you want? You want to be happier? You want to be more fulfilled? Um, feel excited? Feel inspired? Have a different daily routine, maybe? Just to feel different about yourself, I guess. And that's... That's kind of how it started for me. So that's all I'm going to say today, really, because I, I, <laughs> you'd be sick of the sound of me if I go on anymore. But yeah, I, I just wonder, let me know. Let me know if you've asked yourself that question, what do you want? And what your answers were. And then, then, what you've done about it. Hmm. Hmm.
See you next time.